Let's kick it off right there, Monday night. Monday night football, basically. The Michigan Wolverines, number one in the land, improved to 15-0 and on the year. One of the best years you'll ever see in fucking college football, I'll say it. Win the national championship 34-13 to over your fucking little Husky boys that you thought were going to pull it out. Michael Penix can suck this Penix, dude. Hey, I'm I'm proud of you. I uh I I'm I'm happy for you. You know, I I was in a dark place about my my birds when we recorded last. I was feeling negative. I told you I thought Michigan would win. You know, I just thought you got a little reckless with the easy, but you you weren't. It turns out you weren't. Yeah, I mean, you know, it was nothing ever against Washington. Like Penix is dope. Those receivers are sick. Uh Adunze, what how you say his name? That guy's gonna be fucking baller. He was balling out in that game. I don't know why they didn't throw it to him every fucking down because he was open all the time. But it was just like, I mean, how many times have we seen this when the Pac-12 gets in a big game or the what's the fucking the big um, Big East? No, what are they? Oklahoma was in. What am I big thinking 12. of? Big Twelve, yeah. Big 12. Anything with a twelve in it, man. Those guys just fucking suck at football when it comes down to the big dance. Mm-hmm. And for a long time, it's been like the SEC is just different. And then I feel like the Big Ten, out of necessity, is catching up. Like, they're realizing they have to stack the trenches if they're going to hang with those guys. And they've been doing it. Now Michigan and Ohio State are, like, up there with the SEC. Beat Alabama in the semis. You think the fucking Pac-12 champ's going to come and beat you after you beat Alabama? And Nick Saban's last game ever? No fucking chance. Yeah, that's that's true. That's true. If if I would have known that was Nick Saban's last game, there's no chance I would have taken that beer bet with you. No chance. That's fair. Could have been Arbaugh's last game as a Michigan Wolverine, too. We'll see that's before we, we get to that. It. The actual game itself, though, I mean, like straight up how I envisioned it, they just ran the fuck out of the ball. Their defensive line was all over picks. Like he looked flustered the whole game. He He was getting chased around. J.J. McCarthy only completed 10 passes. Like, yeah. that's old school. That's hard. Harbaugh. I love that shit. He probably jacked off to it that night. Oh, yeah. I guarantee he jacked off to the box score because uh, they averaged like eight yards of carry on the ground. Um, Got to love McCarthy. <laughs> Have your moment, kid. You didn't you, you got the A on the group project without doing too much in that in that game. But he's out there stunting, signing the camera afterwards, looking like a boss. Major respect. Live your moment because, you know, you're going to be a car salesman soon. Uh, so might as well might as well live it up now. But major respect, uh, you know Michigan fifteen and zero, great team, great team. Yeah, uh, he's gonna go to the NFL. Yeah, yeah, but in like five years, yeah, he's got a long long backup career. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. Um, yeah, I mean it was just a dominant win. They they kind of fucked around for a little bit and then they pulled away. Obviously at the end, big time. But they they looked just way better the entire game from the jump. They were running the fucking ball down their throats. It was when they tried to pass. It's when shit got bad. It's like, don't do that. Stop doing that. Exactly. But, uh, man, as a Michigan fan, like, I mean, you know, my son's middle name is Woodson, part being a Raider fan, part being a Michigan fan. I think that's why I am a Michigan fan, though, because when I was little, I just loved Charles Woodson. And then fucking 
app state dude i remember sitting in the living room by myself like my whole family was gone i was like fucking ncaa kickoff like michigan was number five in the country we were supposed to be legit that year losing that game the the last like five years ohio state's winning national championships like five years ago the trouble with the snap against michigan state i don't know if you remember that one yeah i mean last year fucking tcu Wow, it fucking it felt like it would never happen to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah, and it finally did. I'm happy for you. Happy for my uh my co-host here, even if it meant losing a beer bet. That was more for the people, something for entertainment, you know. Yeah, um, and I'm I'm glad I I could fall on that beer for you. They can respect that, I'm sure. That's yeah. uh that's one out of the keg to go. We got a lot of ways you. to make it up. I'll pour you one out of my keg. And on that note, we were talking about uh, Mr. Jim Harbaugh. Obviously, a lot of chatter about him. If he's going to go to the NFL, he hasn't really done shit to say he's not. So that kind of makes me think he might, um, yeah. which sucks if you're a Michigan fan. But also, it's like you can ride that natty for 10 fucking years. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's it'll be all right. So that brings up this fucking coaching carousel in the NFL and college football, because if he leaves, then you have Michigan, the reigning national champion with a vacancy. And like we mentioned, Nick Saban coached his final game at Alabama. He retired today. Alabama and Michigan potentially have vacancies. Like, I don't know when the last time that's fucking happened. Two of the top four teams in the country right there. Uh, and then you get to the NFL, and we got just all kinds of jobs opening up. Was it today? Was that this morning? Pete Carroll? Did he step yeah. down or was he actually fired? It seemed like kind of a mutual type thing because the rumors are he may stick around in the front office of uh, in some way or another. Is so, in some capacity? Some capacity. It seems like he's still going to be around. I think I think it's just a 72-year-old energetic man that's like, you know what? Maybe I should uh, take it easy a little bit now because he's still a hell of a coach. I can't imagine he was actually fired, but I could see them having a conversation together and thinking – Maybe it's time for us to move on um, from one another, but obviously the organization wants him around in some capacity, um, unless that is just uh, the talk for them parting ways, you know. But yeah, could be yeah, pretty surprising. Surprising news there. Um, but they are Seattle is in kind of a weird spot where you know with Geno Smith and you know feels like they're if they had a top you know top seven quarterback they're probably competing for you know they're competing in the nfc this year and gino just mm -hmm. wasn't that guy this year um yeah. so it'll be, be interesting to see what they do going forward and they may be kind of looking at a bit of a rebuild but they have talent around so it's got to be a pretty attractive job yeah so that was a shocker today i mean today you get pete carroll who you know if you haven't been following football for a long time or maybe you're just an nfl fan he was a fucking all-time great at USC. I mean, that, that was the Reggie Bush, Matt Leiner days. Like, the fucking Trojans were the shit. That was the last time the Pac-12 was like a national champ, I'm sure, right? So the guy's done it in two two leagues now. Just a, a like, sure, fire Hall of Famer. He's probably already in there, to be honest with you, because coaches get in before they retire. Um, and then another shocker, we'll just kind of – let's run through all the coaches, but probably one of the other biggest shocks was the Titans – actually fired Mike Rabel wasn't a step down situation there was talks that he could have been traded and teams would have been willing to trade for him 
they said, fuck all that. <laughs> Get this guy out of here. He's only won 54 games over the last six years. Yeah, that's that's the one that made no sense to me. It, it screams to me that the Titans think there's something that they're not because they're they're just not that good of a team historically. Yeah. Um, and Vrabel's been their best coach they've had in, in a bit, uh, probably ever, you know, him and Jeff Fisher, I suppose. And other than that, it's – I don't know. I, I don't really get unless, you know, there's some behind-the-scenes stuff. you know, we'll Which there to, is. Yeah, which we'll get to the other stuff. But, yeah, share share with me what you, you had read earlier. Uh, well, what was I telling you about the coach or, or sorry, the, the owner, she's, she was saying like, you know, we, we know that if we want to go get the guy that really, we really want, we need to move quick. And that's why they said they didn't want to try and trade him because it would take too long. So they just fucking fired him. But then there's also, I'm sure you saw this video because it was with the Eagles when they traded AJ Brown to the Eagles, yeah. Abel was fucking pissed. You could tell yeah. he was like, that is a terrible idea. It just, and it, it feels like ever since then, there's been a divide. And it's it's been noted that him and the GM don't get along. The GM got hired like last year. Um, they don't get along at all. They don't see eye to eye. And then there was another story. Talk about fucking petty-ass drama over there. That when Vrabel got inducted into the Patriots Hall of Fame this year, they didn't like the way that he spoke about the Patriots franchise. Which I didn't even watch his induction. Why would I? I'm a Raider fan. Fuck all yeah. that. He was probably like, you know, it was an honor to play for one of the greatest franchises in the history of NFL, which is an undisputed fact. They've yeah. got more Super Bowls than anyone. So, of course, he would say some shit like that and speak highly of them. He spent his whole career there. It sounds like they were petty and fucking salty about that and wanted him out. Dude won, what, three rings with them? What do you What do you expect him to say? Yeah. He's getting inducted. That's yeah, that's that's crazy. That's That just speaks of jealous... Uh, jealous jealous new wife you know doesn't yeah for real doesn't like the ex-girlfriend crazy uh but that's just I don't, I don't get it um he's a great coach if he really wanted to be there you know the writing is on the wall for belichick to be on his way out of new england too and i feel like Vrabel's just gonna go slide right in there uh but real quick you know i see you see i got my eagles gear back on for Eagles Nation right here, I'd love to pitch to Mike Rabel. You can, you know, we'll we'll kick Sirianni's ass to the curb for you if you want to. Just come right on. now, imagine yeah. he just steps like, in like today. Like, come coach us Monday, please. Is there any coach in the NFL that you think could get the boys more fucking fired up for a playoff game right now than Rabel after getting fired? He's oh, probably stumbled and half drunk, just yeah. like, hey, probably this not. could be you, you fucking motherfuckers. Yeah. Get your shit together. Go win this game, you know, or else you're, you'll be like me. Yeah. All right. And then real quick, we got uh, a couple kind of maybe more expected firings. Ron Rivera, rapid fire thought on him out as the commander's coach. Um, I'm sad as an Eagles fan. I would have rather him <laughs> you know, lifetime contract. Seems like a great guy. Uh, maybe just not an NFL head coach anymore probably still make a career for the next 10 years doing some capacity with in the league yeah absolutely and then the falcons we talked about this one a little bit arthur smith fucking see ya good fucking riddance dude yeah i think there's nothing else that needs to be said there there's some other openings with the chargers the raiders um the panthers who else is that it they all have interim coaches right now so we're praying that ap stays with the raiders there could be more that open up, and that brings you back to Harbaugh. 
Um, like there's been a lot of talk about him going to the Bears. If, if Eberflus gets fired, it's like it seems like we're going to get in a situation where a lot of teams are waiting to see what Harbaugh does. Yeah. And as soon as that happens, whether he stays or goes and gets signed in the NFL, then a lot of shit's going to start clicking pretty quick. Exactly. And Harbaugh's such a unique situation because he already had success in the NFL. It's not like that new upstart college coach that you're like, oh, we're going to take a chance on this guy, see what it is. Like if, you know, Ryan Day or Lincoln Riley left from USC or Ohio State, um, that's like you're you're risky, but you're like taking a chance on the young new guy. Harbaugh already did it in the NFL, left back for college, did it there, and then now ready to go back to the NFL potentially. That's like a that's a hire that anyone in the league is going to be kicking the tires on for sure. Um, so I agree with you. I think once his decisions made, whatever he decides to do, then we'll see more dominoes moving. But this is all time like just coaching carousel. Like if Belichick's still interested in coaching, which seems like he is, he's he's potentially going to be available. I, it seems like Carroll's kind of done coaching based on the reports but if he was kind of pushed out by seattle maybe he does want to coach too and you know if a team's close like say a chargers with herbert like that's a good hire there he you give him a three-year contract you know and see see how that goes um so yeah there's there's a lot of big names going to be available you know like we said vrabel like just just some incredible potential coaching hires that could be out there I would love to see Vrabel go to the Patriots and they just say, you know what? We're going to run it back one more year with Bill. Vrabel is going to be the assistant head coach and like the D coordinator with the assumption that he is taking over after one year Mm -hmm. and go trade for a fucking quarterback and just see what you could do. Yeah. Yeah. And they might not even have to trade for a quarterback. They got the third pick. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Trade up. Oh, get Caleb Williams. Oof. That'd be a spicy. That'd be fucking hard knocks yeah, right exactly. there. But I love that idea of Pete Carroll going to the Chargers. That would be fucking really nice. Yeah. Love that. It brings that energy. Exactly. And then, I mean, we haven't even got to all the teams that, like he's talking about with the Patriots, Belichick, the Bears with Iberflus, potentially could have openings. And there's other teams, you know, like I could see the Saints moving on from Dennis Allen, something like that. Um, and then there was a report today, your birds, if they lose this game, could they're considering moving on from Sirianni. Yeah. I, you know, I, it's, it's a weird concept considering like, you know, he had him in the Super Bowl last year, but the way the fall off it was that shows how clear it is that, you know, it wasn't necessarily his doing um, just how bad the fall off has been. And them going from 10 and one to finish in 11 and six with that talent talent um, on the roster. I think it, boils down to basically i think what happens if they are to lose this game monday which we'll get to um i think it boils down to a guy like kelsey and lane johnson and and aj brown going in to this the his the office of how howie roseman or lurie the owner and just being like this guy's a fucking idiot he doesn't know what he's doing out there he's not qualified for this job look how bad we played the team is checked out you got to make a move and yeah. ultimately you know the way the way it fo- uh, it's folding right now, and the way it seems the frustration is, um, if they really do come out and struggle, I think it'll take like a it would take a, an embarrassing performance on Monday if they lost by a field goal last second, played solid, whatever. 
I could see them going throwing a bunch of money at some big name coordinators and trying to run it back with Sirianni. But if they put out an embarrassing effort again, it all looks the same as it's looked these last few weeks. And you go out losing six out of seven with that talented of a team after you're 10 and one, that's a good way to get fired the year after going to Super Bowl. Yeah. And, and a huge indictment on you as a coach. Cause it's not like anyone was really hurt. They're banged up now, but for the most part, like they've been yeah. healthy and they've, they've had some embarrassing losses mixed in there. Exactly. And part of it too, is just the, like we just talked about the level of coaches that are available right now. If you do lose this game and you do feel like Sirianni's not the answer, the Eagles are a pretty attractive job. So you could probably land one of those big names and, and, you know, a Vrabel in Philly would be great. Hey, he fits that dynamic of, of yeah. Philly's so much too. Yeah. Yeah. Just like <laughs> cut your dick off for a Super Bowl, you know, like, that, or, I mean, could you imagine Belichick just saying, give me two to three years, and we're, I guarantee we're winning a Super Bowl. And and I wouldn't doubt him. I wouldn't either. I feel like Belichick would love Jalen Hurts and just love that, like, style of play and just be yeah. all in. They should fire Sirianni. They probably should, like, today, <laughs> maybe. Today. All right. I think that covers it for the coaching, unless any, you know, any big high school openings or anything like that? Uh No. No, I'm not okay. not aware of any, anything there. But uh, any openings on the CR soccer staff? Uh, yeah, actually looking for an assistant. Any of you listening out there? Um, my assistant moved on to Chico State to do his master's. Best of luck to him. Uh, but I have an opening. If you want to come, uh, come help me out. Be be a driver with me. I'll you know free hotels, get meal money. I'll buy you beers. Whenever uh, you stay in Runner Park, we go to Hooters. Exactly. Oh, what better job than that, you know? <laughs> All right. Well, with that, are you ready to move on to some fucking playoff football? Let's do it. Is there anything else we need to cover before we get to this? I don't think so. I'm so so locked in, ready for this. Man, I'm looking at this slate. There, It, it literally, like, people talk all the time about NFL scripted, NBA scripted. Yeah. This, the way that this first round of the playoffs fell – it might be, dude. It, there's storylines everywhere. It's a beautiful. It's gonna be such a good weekend, man. I can't wait. Uh, man, I gotta get some like good food, load up on the beer, and just be ready to just watch football for two straight days. Let the kids be on the screens, whatever. I'll take them out in the morning, and then it's a free for all over here. Exactly. We're kicking it off with the Cleveland Browns, led by not Deshaun Watson, the former Houston Texans All Star quarterback. We're talking about Joe Flacco. Yeah, the same one that won a Super Bowl with the Baltimore Ravens, leading the Cleveland Browns into Houston on the road as a two-and-a-half-point favorite over the Texans. We've got an over-under of 44-and-a-half points. And we're talking about a Texans team who had the number two overall pick last year, drafted C.J. Stroud, who has just like completely lifted this franchise, put him on his back, carried him to the playoffs, division champs. This is maybe the best game of the fucking weekend, and it's the first one we get Saturday at one thirty on the West Coast. It's beautiful. I usually this this first Saturday game is like a sleeper of a game, um, not too much going on, uh, but this matchup's incredible. And Joe Flacco just doing his thing. I I really like the Browns in the spot. I think I I just think that 
the Browns defense is going to confuse the shit out of CJ Stroud. He's been incredible. Obviously it's not, he's not one that's easily flustered. Uh, but realistically they only really have Nico Collins going crazy there right now. And he's incredible, but the Browns defense has been very good. I expect miles Garrett to have a big day. I think Jim Schwartz is going to dial some things up that get a little confusing. Um, and I think, I think I like the Browns here as much as I like CJ uh, Stroud they cashed our uh, uh, AFC South Division champs ticket, um, but this is just the first playoff game of many for for him. So I, I think this one's going to be a little bit of a challenge. But you know, next next year they could fuck around and win thirteen games. You know. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Uh, I I agree with you hundred percent. And it sucks. This game sucks because, like, how likable is CJ Stroud? And I say that he was an Ohio State quarterback. Mm-hmm. Like I was full in on this guy's going to be a bust. Fuck this guy, you know, just because he went to Ohio State. He's incredible. He is the best quarterback in that class by far right now, obviously. And he looks like the best quarterback of the last, you know, three or four years. He's that good. But the Browns' defense is also that good and, and maybe even better. And like you said, he just doesn't have that much else. Like, you can't lean on Devin Singletary that heavy, which they have – all year and he's been, he's done a great job guys like that have stepped up for them but when you get in a spot like this against an elite defense who's ready to go they're gonna be pumped up um like you said jim schwartz is a really good defensive coordinator he's gonna have a great scheme against a rookie quarterback i don't see any way they pull it off obviously they could but the browns minus two and a half right there is really nice that to just win by a field goal that's beautiful I agree. I agree. I also like the under in this one. And I think it's only because of the memories of those sleepy first Saturday games. And they always seem to start a little slow, kind of feeling out 40, 44 and a half is quite a bit of points um, for this, you know, against a good Browns defense. And I don't know, it feels like maybe a 2013 Browns win, something like that. And I could see I was just going to say, like, the Browns, ideally, they want to win this game, like, 23 to 10 and just run the ball, play yeah. good defense. Yeah. And I think the Texans' defense is, uh, here's a good vocab word, susceptible to that. I think it might happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Browns are going to execute that sort of game plan. And uh, I, I, I lean under here, too. Okay, I like that too. I wouldn't bet the under just because C.J. Stroud has had so many games this year where you have seen him fight back like to the very bitter end. And obviously he's going to try and do that. It could end up with him throwing like two picks in the fourth quarter against this defense. Um, but I love the Browns to, to cover that two and a half. It's going to be a shame. Shame that one of them has to go down, but it should be a great game. Yeah. All right, next up we got the Miami Dolphins and the Cheetah himself returning to Kansas City. Pat Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Andy Reid, defending Super Bowl champs. I'm sorry to tell you, but that did happen. But they're struggling. They're both kind of struggling on the way into the playoffs. The Chiefs are four-and-a-half-point favorites at home. The over-under is 44, which if you would have told me a Chiefs-Dolphins playoff game would have a lower total than a Browns-Texans, I'll tell you it's smoking crack, but that's the fucking case. We got a negative five-degree weather forecast for kickoff. I don't know what the hell is going to happen in this game. This is probably like the toughest one for me to pick. Uh, Chiefs at four and a half right now, the way they've been playing seems insane, honestly. Yeah, I agree. And it's, you know, like we've talked about multiple times, you keep expecting the Chiefs to figure it out. They'll figure it out at some point, And they just haven't done that. 
And I still, you know, it's hard to imagine they do here. But that being said, the Dolphins have not looked good. They they really blew that division lead to the Bills, fucked themselves over there having to go on the road. The wind chill, I think, is like negative 19. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if you know much about marine life, but uh, Dolphins don't fuck with that kind of weather. That's, no, that's, no. A, that's a fact. And um, I just can't imagine in a windy, cold day like this that Tua is going to be able to fling that thing around like he needs to. I just I, – I, I, I can't see it happening. And I think the Chiefs are going to come out and, you know, the four and a half is a little dangerous um, because, you know, I could easily see them just winning by a field goal. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. It's hard to hard to imagine the Dolphins winning this thing straight up. Um, maybe they cover the spread, but I, I still – I think Chiefs win by a touchdown. So I'd, I'd definitely lean there. Over, under, stay far away from. I have no idea what the yeah. – what that weather is going to do to the way the game's played. The only thing for me, and I feel like I was on the Chiefs until you started talking. I just started thinking about like Mike McDaniel is not going to let to throw it deep unless they get to a point where they have to, which very well could happen. And then that's that's pretty much it at that point because he's not going to be able to do it. I don't think. But I mean, you got Raheem Mostert should be healthy. You got Devon H. Chan who. For a guy having a minimum 100 carries, he's got the highest yards per carry of anyone for a season in the NFL in his rookie year. He's averaging like seven and a half yards a carry, which is just absolutely insane. And McDaniel can scheme up a run game like nobody else. He comes from that 49ers offense, and that's what they do best. So that's the only thing where I'm thinking if they can run the ball and then they can get just Tyreek and Waddle on these screens and five-yard outs and five-yard slants and little things like that, don't make to it throw it deep. Don't let to it throw it deep. Yeah. I mean, that's their bread and butter. And you get in a cold weather game, like they they can move the ball that way. But I don't know, I'm still kind of in the same belief that the Chiefs are like that Patriots team, you know, for, for the whole 20 years, or even like the Warriors where it would look like, oh, they're struggling. And then one day they just flip a switch and it's like, all right, that's oh yeah. I forgot that that's why they've won multiple Super Bowls, you know, multiple world championships. I hate this game, though. I, I wouldn't bet it. I couldn't bet it either way. But yeah. if I had to pick one, I'll take the Dolphins to cover. Okay, there you go. I think in, when you did your breakdown there, you actually talked me into the under. I think if I had to pick something from this game, I'd pick the under because the Dolphins are going to want to run the ball. Mm-hmm. Everything can be short passing, even for the Chiefs. No one's no, no one's throwing it deep. There's not The drives are going to be six, seven minutes. The scoring drives will be six, seven minutes long. It's going to be a grind-out game. There's not going to be a lot of big plays. Um, I can't imagine. Um, so yeah, give me the under there. Uh, but also, can we just get a quick fuck you to the NFL and to Peacock? Why is this game a playoff game going to be exclusively streamed on Peacock? That's crazy. That is crazy. Stream, Stream East is about to put up like Jordan numbers. <laughs> yeah, the guys who run the servers at Stream East are going to be that Popeyes meme where they sit on the bench, just like fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, if anything though that game uh, both those teams I feel like are going to be like if we can get the ball last like we got a chance yeah. like let us get the ball last we'll go win the game who can do that we'll see we'll find out you, you uh, saw, I trust Patrick Mahomes more me too you saw it too it did with the ball last against the Bills through two back to back that's facts one yeah. should have been the next one game ending pick yeah alright that wraps up that Saturday double header 
Uh, it's a pretty good one, though. Those are oh, two yeah. pretty damn good matchups to kick it off. I love that. We move on to Sunday morning. We got one that's maybe not so hot. The Steelers kind of squeaked into the playoffs. Uh, unfortunately, no TJ Watt, who's far and above the best player on that team. I mean, one of the best players in the league, so it's not a surprise. But he really, like, fucking gets them going. One of my coworkers told me today, they're like 1-10 without yeah. TJ Watt. So it's a problem. They're going up against the Buffalo Bills, who have won five straight, six straight, whatever it is, surging into the playoffs to claim the two seed after almost not even making it at all. The Bills are at home, 10-point favorites, with an over-under of 35-and-a-half, which that math is just not really mathing right there. That is, that's pretty crazy. That's like 22-12 to 12 or something like that, 23-12. 22-and-a-half uh, to 12-and-a-half yeah. or something like that. It's uh, It should be a Bills just easy kind of take care of business, but these Steelers are, are pesky. This is what they do. If TJ Watt was playing, the spread wouldn't be what it is, but I would take that plus 10 in a heartbeat. But he, yeah. he's not. I think they just get rolled here. Yeah, I think they get rolled here too. And I think um, Mason Rudolph's had a good little run, but I don't think he's going to match up well in this game here. And I, you know, Bills are coming off a huge win against the Dolphins, against a, you know, stacked uh, offense over there. And they played very well, over 14 points. Steelers don't have have that juice in them. Um, I can't imagine that this thing's going to be very close. 10 points is a lot in a playoff game. But with no TJ Watt, I just it just feels like the Bills roll here. I think the only way it stays within that 10 is if it's like a cold it could be snowy. It's in Buffalo in, in January, right? So there's probably a great chance of snow. Maybe we can get you weatherman Kyle to look that up real quick. But there are other good defenders on the Steelers, and they play that kind of ball. You know, like they want to slow it down and muck it up, and they want to make it dirty and nasty. So they're going to be trying to do that the whole time. Maybe they can be down 13, uh, you know, go late, score a touchdown, or kick a field goal to push or something like that. That's kind of the only way I see it happening. If they just slow it down, it's a cold game, it's snowy, maybe it's windy, and they just muck it up like that. Tell me you got the weather. Oh, the NFLweather.com screwed me right here. It's not oh. – it's weather TBD, which is just makes no sense. So let me pull well, up. Yeah, it's like obviously we know that the weather is to be decided. It's, exactly. it's in a fucking week. Exactly. Sunday, we got a 40% chance of snow, according to uh, the weather app in Buffalo, New York. Uh, high of 26, low of 21. So shouldn't be too much of an issue there. Um, yeah. I think the Steelers need like a blizzard to come through. I think so, too. And that weather report makes me really like the over. I think the, you know, I think, I think that they're going to be okay there with the – with the uh, weather not being anything too crazy, wind, wind not being nothing too crazy, you just got to rock with, you know, you rock with maybe some snow flurries, but you're, you know, other than that, you're going to be able to move the ball, I think. Yeah, Bills can score, you know, 27, and then it's just maybe Deontay Johnson or Pickens breaks a long one, and then you kick a field goal or something like that, and it's, that's, that's cashing. I love that, actually. Yeah. Can I get in on that with you? Yeah, let's do it. All right, next up, we got the Green Bay Packers, the seven seed in the NFC, heading to Dallas against the two seed NFC East Division champs. Yeah. 
<laughs> who are seven and a half point favorites at home. The over-under is a big daddy. We got 50 and a half because we got playmakers all over the field. Last week, we talked about these Packers young receivers. They've been balling out, quite honestly. They got Aaron Jones, and Jordan Love has looked like a legitimate NFL quarterback. And then, obviously, on the Cowboys, Dak's having a very good year. He was in that MVP conversation for a while. C.D. Lamb is looking like one of the top five receivers in the league. And we know that they can score in bunches on both sides of the ball. Their defense has been spectacular at times this year as well. So 50 points is a lot, but it's probably justified with the, with the players on the field. Yeah, I uh, I really like the Packers plus seven and a half here. Big shocker, I know. Listen, hear me out. The, the best way that teams compete with these Cowboys is they can run the ball on them and, uh, you know, sustain a couple long drives. Aaron Jones has looked great these last three weeks, and he's rested up because he missed a bunch of time in the middle of the season. He's gonna they're gonna be able to run the ball on them. On the on the defensive side, you have CD Lamb that's been going crazy, obviously. But Jair Alexander is incredible. And I yeah. think he'll at least be able to not he'll be able to keep CD from looking like what he is, like as good as he is. He'll keep him under 150. You know, he's not going to let him destroy a game like he can. And I just think the Packers will keep it close. That being said, I only like it because it's at plus seven and a half. If, if this was if this was six and a half, I, I wouldn't like it. I really think it's going to be a touchdown within a touchdown somewhere in there. Cowboys still win. But that extra half point there makes me like the Packers. Yeah, no, I do feel that anytime you can get the seven and a half, like a number like that. Um, that's really nice because the Packers could easily be down 14, come back, backdoor cover late in the game in a score meaningless touchdown that doesn't really affect the outcome. But I don't know. I feel like this defense is very advantageous. Um, they go after young quarterbacks that will make mistakes from time to time. And when they do take advantage of that, like a lot of times they're taking it to the house. Like this defense scores. More yeah. than anyone in the NFL, I don't have the numbers to back that up, but I can guarantee that that's true. There's no one scoring like this defense is. Well, uh, Ron Bland had like, what, six pick sixes just something Yeah, something crazy like that. So that's my only concern because Jordan Love, I, he's in like, what, year three or four now? But it feels like he's like a year two, almost like a rookie quarterback, like getting his first real shot, you know? That's the only concern for me is you get in this huge moment against what is a good defense. They've had their moments where they look pretty bad, but – um, I think they are overall a good defense, and Michael Parsons going to be getting after it, one of the best players in the NFL. I'm worried that Jordan Love will get in a little over his head, get late in the game where he has to throw. He's forced to make some decisions that maybe he wouldn't earlier in the game or in different spots, and the Cowboys are going to take advantage of that and run it up a little bit late, which we've seen them do a lot. Uh, yeah. Fourth quarter, they leave all everybody in. You know, they're just they're out there just having fucking a good time. Yeah. So Mike, I Mike, I couldn't go I couldn't go that seven and a half with you. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, Mike McCarthy does coach like um, like he looks at like he knows that Jerry's going to be pulling up box scores when they do their year end meeting. Yeah, is like that. So that's a fair point. Now that's another wrinkle, another story we have in this. Like we got you know the Texans versus the Browns after trading Deshaun Watson. That whole thing. We got Tyree going back to the Chiefs. Now we got Mike McCarthy against he, – he was with the Packers for probably, like, what, 15 years? It felt like forever. Won a Super Bowl there. Was and then uh, at the end it got messy. 
they cut loose and now he's a two seed in the NFC. Got a home yep. game. Yeah. I yeah, kind of crazy. Well, storybook, storybook right there. As we move on, we got probably the best story of the whole slate right here. It's the Sunday night game. Uh it should be just a, a spectacular game. I hope it is. The LA Rams with Matthew Stafford at quarterback are heading to Detroit where he spent, you know, 10 years, 15 years. He was a number one overall pick, I believe. Number two, top three or something. Number Number one. one, Number one overall pick. Stafford is an absolute, like, legend for the Detroit Lions. He's a guy that, you know, there's so many videos out there of him just, like, playing gritty-ass football, toughing it out, and that, like, endeared him to these Detroit Lions fans because these are just, like, the you talk about Philly being scumbags, the Lions. Lions are right there with them. And I say scumbags in like the most loving way possible. Like these are fucking football people right here. And they love Stafford and the team around him was just so bad for so long. They really had no choice, but to ship him out at the end of his career, what they thought was the end of his career. Rams saw a moment where they could get a, a top tier quarterback and make another run at a Super Bowl. They sent Goff the other way, kind of as a guy who another number one overall pick who never really lived up to the hype. And they didn't think that he could be the guy. Now, both of these quarterbacks are playing at an all-pro level, Pro Bowl at least level. Um, The Lions are the three seed in the NFC, won the division, won 12 games for the first time since the 90s when they had fucking Barry Sanders out there. The whole city of Detroit is so alive with this team. But then you bring in Matt Stafford to come back of all people. The Rams are surging. They're three-point underdogs, so the Lions are only three-point favorites at home after winning the division. We got a 51-and-a-half point total. It's the highest of the weekend. Like, this game has literally everything you could ask for. Sean McVay, offensive genius versus Dan Campbell, who wants to eat your fucking kneecap. Like, what do you do with this shit? Yeah, this is the game of of the weekend. This is the game. This is the trust-your-nuts game of the week, without a doubt. Uh, Yeah. and yeah. I fucking, I hate this for the Lions, but I fucking love the Rams here. Love the Rams in this spot. Sean McVay, they're in in a dome. Pretty boy coach in a dome. Gets the Stafford back in Detroit. He's going to exercise his demons there. He's going to win with the Rams in Detroit. That's going to be heartbreaking for the Lions fans. They finally got their division title. They're trending in the right way. And their old boy Stafford is going to come in and just take that away for the day. It's the most like Lions thing ever, isn't it? Like mm-hmm. all that suffering, like the the years with the paper bags over the faces and the stands. Like, I mean, they were, they were worse than the Raiders. Like, I think I had a bad – they were bad for a long time. You forced two of the greatest players of all time into early retirement just for being such a bad franchise, like Barry Sanders and Calvin Johnson. Had another five, six years on them if they were playing for, like, a decent franchise. Anyone else, really. The Lions have been historically bad, and they're finally good. You got Dan Campbell, this lovable guy, and, and Stafford's going to come in here and just fuck it all up. And he's – like he's the guy that left. It's just so poetically sad, but that I is. love the Lions too. I, I or sorry, I love the Rams too. I I don't want to bet on it, but I kind of think I have to. Like the Rams plus three, you you bet the money line, you get plus money on that. 
we were talking about betting them as a Super Bowl winner. Rams, like the money Rams on that was two and a half. Okay. Oh, you're going to you're going to pump that's it up. Huh? A little extra juice. Oh my god. I don't hate it. I mean, there's a chance that they like completely fuck up, up that offense. Like I could see the defensive game plan coming into this game that just ruins Jared Goff. Can you see just I see Aaron Donald just laying on Goff and just I don't want that. I don't want that. I don't, to be clear. I don't want that. But we're we gotta be on biased podcast hosts here and that's what I foresee happening. You know what's gonna suck? Dan Campbell's for sure gonna cry. Oh yeah, he'll cry for sure because what'll happen is the momentum will turn. They'll be up like they'll be up like 14-7 kind of early. And he'll go for it on fourth down, like oh, a fourth, don't and say like that. fourth and six at like the their own forty-five, like something where it's like, huh, I don't know about that one. And then they won't get it, and then it'll be like like a forty-five yard touchdown pass to Puka tie game, and then it'll be on from there. Yeah, that I could definitely say that. You know what? I just talked myself into though. Um, I'm not gonna bet on the Rams. I can't do it. I just I like this Lions team so much. Right. I actually like the Rams team too. I like McVay. I think Stafford's cool shit. I think Stafford got a really bad rap just for being on the Lions. Like he was actually a good quarterback, and now we're seeing that. And he's probably a Hall of Famer. Like, a Hall of Famer. Like no doubt at this point, huh? Yeah. So for me, the 51 and a half point total is way too much for a playoff team with Jared Goff at quarterback. I just don't think that he's going to be able to put up the points necessary to push that to the over. Mm-hmm. And the Rams, I think, are going to play a lot more of a conservative game. Uh, like, they're, Stafford's not trying to throw, like, 40 times. Like, they're going to run the shit out of the ball. Kyron Williams is, is amazing. He's been great this year. And they're going to be using Puka and Cup, like they always do, with these little outs, these little, like, slants across the middle, get them in space, let them do what they do. But they're not necessarily, like, throwing it deep all day to them. You know, they're not really that kind of offense, I don't think. Yeah. The Lions have more of the home run kind of offense, but I think that Goff will struggle a little bit, and the Rams are going to be a better coach team and be more prepared for that. I'm going to bet the under. I'm going to go with the under on this. That way I don't have to bet against one of these teams. That's good. Now I'm letting my heart get into it. Oh, my God. I'm so confused right now. Trust your nuts, though, right? The trust your nuts game of the week. With that said, this next one could also fall into that category. I guess that's why they call it the playoffs, huh? We got the Philadelphia Eagles, last year's runner-up in the Super Bowl, the NFC champions who knocked off the San Francisco 49ers, who some people think are unbeatable this year. They're going to Tampa Bay against the NFC South division champs, the Buccaneers. The Eagles are three-point favorites on the road. I did not expect that. I'll be honest with you the total is 44 for the over under i mean this eagles team is absolutely limping into the playoffs maybe you can enlighten us a little bit but hertz is banged up Devonte smith is banged up aj brown's banged up is that all true oh all facts i i've tried to um you know i i've i've gone with the negative route these last couple weeks and you know ex- expressed my sadness and how much pain this team's causing me the 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 lack of you know the lack of pride i have in these guys right now and just the the way the squad is now it's playoffs 
and I got I'm all the way in. The Eagles are going to win this game. They they'll win this game comfortably. The Rams are going to win their game, so that means the Eagles will go to Dallas next week, and I can't fucking One wait. Second. Can I write this down, please? Yeah. I got my pen. You said yeah. the Eagles will win the game. Mm-hmm. Did you say comfortably? Yeah. Okay, writing that down comfortably. Okay, Eagles yeah. win. Okay. Go ahead, carry on. Go ahead. They're going to win this game comfortably. Okay. Um, I'm I'm back in on this team. They 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 thrive in this underdog role this is the last ride for brandon graham who michigan alum sell riding high off that that championship you got fletcher cox you got jason kelsey you got lane johnson true underdogs they put the dog masks on back in 2017 rode their way to a super bowl okay no one believes in this team now that's how this team thrives okay uh, um jalen hurts no one believed in him he got benched for two to a tug of Iloa at Alabama and turn into a superstar. Okay. Um, AJ Brown got traded by the Tennessee Titans. Okay. Devonte Smith. Everyone said, you're too small. Why you're too small to play in the NFL. No, he's not thousand yards back to back seasons. Big dog. Okay. They're going to win this game. Okay. <laughs> you know how I know they're going to lose this game. You're talking about 2017 when they were in the Super Bowl last year. You're talking about what are we doing here? They're not winning this game, dude. No they're way. How many games did they lose of their last like 10? What is, what is their record? You want to make a beer bet? Let's make a beer bet. Shut the fuck up. Let's make a beer bet. <laughs> okay, beer bet. Firm handshake. I'll give you the three, two. Okay. I love that. I don't know. They they could win this game. I don't know. I hope. Like, do you do you think they bust out the dog masks? I don't know. No, they're fake. They're gonna be blasting in, in Tampa in the locker room. I sure hope so, man. They got to do something. They got to do something. I I, I think there's only know. one way they win this game, and that's if they're all getting ready in the locker room. They're getting ready to head out. Sirianni gives his little speech. I'm sure it's gonna be fucking garbage. And then Nick Foles walks through the fucking door and says. He just whips his dick out, maybe just says, Hey, I'm big dick Nick. He's wearing a dog mask with his dick yeah. out. It's yeah. just, then everyone's gonna be pumped up. Like, yeah, we gotta do this for Nick. Yeah. Honestly, I just don't know. They're just so bad lately. I wanted to bet them last week. Uh they were like, what, minus four against the Giants when I saw that. That's crazy. The yeah. Giants are terrible. Yeah. They got their asses beat got, in a game that mattered. They got smacked. I don't know. I don't see how it happens. I think Baker's been really good lately. Yeah, uh, yeah. Bet bet Mike Evans overs on the on props if you can, because he'll okay. he'll go crazy. But that being said, let me speak to you about the like poetic nature of this. I didn't even read this anywhere. I thought of this myself. Jalen Hurts first playoff game. Eagles were the seven seed. They're playing the Bucks. Playing Tom Brady. They go on the road to Tampa. Get their shit pushed in. They come back the next year, look great, you know, go to the Super Bowl, lose, unfortunately, start this season strong, heading back in the wrong direction. Where better to get back on your feet and turn it back around than on the road in Tampa again? Sometimes you got to go back to where it began, you know? Okay, I feel that. And, And to be honest, it's like if any team has the talent to turn it around, especially against the Bucks. Like this team is too talented to lose this game. Yeah, that's how I feel. 
but I'm on the Bucks. I, I already did the beer bet. I'm taking the Bucks. Uh, I hate it though. I do hope the Eagles win, just so that we can keep this going a little, little bit longer. I hope they win two games. I hope they're in the NFC Championship game, just because you're gonna be such a fucking wreck. <laughs> A mess. Uh, I can't wait for that. How about the over under of forty four? How are we feeling on that? Um, you know, I I kind of lean. It's probably I'm right le- on the money, huh? Yeah, it, I'm leaning over just because I think like, you know, I I I know the Eagles are gonna have some trouble, uh, stopping Mike Evans. Um, but give me the under actually because. There's thunderstorms in the forecast. If the Eagles win this game, if the Eagles win two games in the playoffs, it's going to be because they're running the fucking ball and their ball control offense, and that's what they do best. And the defense plays bend, bend but don't break. So both sides are going on these longer drives, and that leads to unders. Okay, I thought you were going to say if the Eagles win this game, it's because they were up like 3 nothing, and a thunderstorm came. They had to cancel it. Uh, that would be clutch. Also, <laughs> take that, right? I'll take I'll take it. However, I can get it right now. This team, like you said, this team, this team's too talented. This team's too talented to lose the games they've been losing. They've lost five out of six. Simple math, statistics. A correction is due. They're about to win four in a row. Hey, I actually I can appreciate that. That's a good point. Like they can't. This team can't lose six out of seven. No, There's too many playmakers. If they like do me one thing. Sirianni, or you're out. I'll call Howie myself. If AJ Brown doesn't have 15 targets, fucking just go die. Just yeah. leave the league. You don't belong here. Just get the guy involved early. Get it going often. He's such a fucking beast. Yeah. If they have any drive, any drive in this game where there's a combination of the three. Three plays that are three and out. If there's a combination of a QB draw and a wide receiver screen, he should be fired on the spot. Yeah, I feel that. All right. Well, hey, we'll let the chips fall as they may. This is going to be an absolute great weekend from Saturday to Monday night. This game is on Monday night. I don't think I said that. That's going to be fantastic. I can't wait for that. Um, I don't know which way I'm going to go in our pick them. That's going to be an absolute swinger right there. But before we head out, before we say farewell to the fans, you got any money makers on you? Glad you asked. I just cooked up an absolute banger. Okay, you ready? You ready for this? Little bangers and mash or what? Yeah, you know we're gonna start with game one out in Houston, Texas. Shout out, shout out, my boy CJ Stroud. But like we said, Browns gonna win this game. Browns minus two and a half. Then we go to the first game Sunday morning. We hit that over, over 35 and a half, too low, too low because the, the like we said, you know, the, the Bills are going to score 27 to 30 points on their own. Steelers going to get a touchdown, maybe a garbage time touchdown, 30-14, you know, that's easy money over, okay? Rams, plus three, bringing it home in that last uh, Sunday night game there. That's a plus 593 on those three. No way. <laughs> I swear, bro. I swear. And you, you throw, you know, for in honor of, uh, you know, we're going to add an extra $5 here. We're going to throw 30 on it instead of the regular 25 That payout's 208 man. Yeah, 208 and three cents? Yep. You know, I know that because here's what I got. It, this sucks because we're just two in sync. It's like we're on our periods together. I got There's the Browns no- minus two and a half. 
I got the Steelers over 35 and a half because you're absolutely right on that when you talked me into that. And then I couldn't take the Rams because it just it isn't in my heart. I couldn't feel it in my nuts. I couldn't feel it in the heart of my nuts in the trust your nuts game of the week. I couldn't go just with the Rams. Give me the under 51 and a half in the game. It's also minus 108. Puts my parlay at plus 593. Where a $30 bet plays two pays $208 and three. And we're both gonna win, which is the best part. I fucking uh, love that. Love that us. for us. Did we did we even talk about? Uh, we won that Texans, but I know we hit on that. We put a hundred bucks yeah. on that to win three seventy five. Yeah. We rolled that over. If anyone wants to follow along, see if we win some money. Uh, do you have the the actual numbers that you could pull up of what we put on it? We put some future bets. If you don't know, if you don't gamble, futures are basically you're saying who's gonna win that season, like who's gonna win the Super Bowl this season. They call it a future. I don't know why don't they just say like. Super Bowl winner, but they kind of do, but it's a future bet because obviously it's going to happen in the future. We put a little bit of money on the Bills who squeaked in at the two seed, but we put it in during the game when they were playing the Dolphins. Yeah. And we put a little bit of money on the Baltimore Ravens to win it all. We're going with the AFC here. We don't fuck with the NFC in this house. Yeah, we went. So we went Bills. We put 175 on them, 175 of our winnings. That's going to pay us. One thousand four hundred eighty-seven dollars and fifty cents. Oh, I thought it was like eight hundred bucks. No, that's basically gonna launch. Woo. Like, that's gonna launch the the water cooler into the new new stratosphere. We're gonna buy some that's ads taking, things uh, like that. Okay, that's taking me, you, and Marissa to Vegas. Exactly, that's facts. Uh, Miss Mackin can join too. Hell yeah, Miss Mackin's and, in there. And then we went two hundred. So the rest of our winnings go on the Ravens. Pay that pays us eight hundred. So that's still a nice little chunk. That's still yeah. that's still shouting out CJ Stroud and the Texans and turning our our three seventy five into eight hundred overall. So either way, one of those teams is winning. Okay, unless because either way, it's fuck the 49ers. Fuck the 49ers. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, fuck the Eagles because they might lose. <laughs> well, Monday. they fuck themselves. Yeah, exactly. They might lose Monday anyway. Um, disregard what I said earlier if they do. <laughs> oh, man. I can't wait. It's going to be a beautiful weekend. Uh, look forward to it. I look forward to what's going to be probably the best part is getting back on here and just breaking it all down after. I can't wait for that. Um, fucking hey, I love football. I love you, man. Break it down for us. Give us some wise words. Bring us into the weekend with some positive vibes. Hey, man, like you just said, I love football. I love you. Um, I love this podcast. I love the people that listen. You know, it's a good weekend, wild card weekend, super wild card weekend. You got a great spread of games. You got six games. Enjoy it. Love it. Live it. Watch it all, okay? If you got obligations on any of these days, push them to the side, okay? This is more important. You got future weekends and future Mondays to get shit done. This weekend is not it, okay? Dial in, get locked in, get yourself some food, get yourself some drink, cuddle up with a nice blanket, with your dog, with 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 someone you care about. Whatever you got to do, just sit down, watch these games, enjoy some good football, enjoy the storylines, and let's make some fucking money. Tail our bets, okay? Let's go.
Hey, fucking man. I'll see you at the water cooler. Cheers. Steady. If you wanna live it, place it in your mind. Everything could change in just one night. There we go again, talking real heavy. Listen up, world, I think I'm talking pretty steady. If you wanna live it, place it in your mind. Everything could change in just one night.